1: you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. Hope you got your Father's Day plans all lined up. If that matters to you, we will talk a little bit about that today. We got some golf to keep you updated on. They are going low. They are firing in L.A. Hopefully the weather lets them continue to do it. Hopefully the course lets them continue to do it. If you like to watch these guys show off a little bit, This may be your U.S. Open. We've also got uh, some updates from basketball, more Ja Morant stuff to get into. It's not good news, but it is updated news there. We'll keep talking SEC 24 schedule. Plus, we will get you the Mountain of the Day, or today it's the Mountains of the Day. In honor of the House Divided coming back, we're talking Texas and Texas A&M, Mount Rushmore's of football. We'll get into all that today. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad,
0: what's poppin'? Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Father's Day to all
1: the pops out there. Happy Father's Day to you. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I realized last night, it's the first show we've done. First Father's Day show we'll have done since we started doing the show. Yeah. By the way, I did the math. I'm calling our birthday September 26th. Okay. That's the first day I can see the sheet that I have every day change from something else to C and Z. All right. Cool. That, that was the day, September 26th. So this will be the first Father's Day we've done, and uh, I think it's interesting to have the discussion for you and me, Zay, because I think we're we're in a similar situation when it comes to our dads. Both of our dads were in education. They were teachers. Your dad was also a legendary basketball coach. And I think it's safe to say that no matter what you and I achieve in our lives, our dads are still the biggest deal in our town. Oh, yeah. Right? Not even close for me. Not even close. I have no chance. I'm always going to be Doc Hastings' kid no matter what I'm doing. It does not matter. I think I could have become—I'd have had to become, like, president of the United States. But I still think there'd be people in Waxahachie that would say, Yeah, it's Doc Hastings' kid in the White House. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I really believe that. Yeah, thank goodness I don't have a troubled childhood, and I'm not dating like a Larsa Pippen type, <laughs> like Marcus Jordan, who right. has to be in his dad's shoes. Uh-huh. So, you know, he's doing well, I guess, but that's a little troubling, in my opinion. Yeah. But So, you know, I don't have that type of lifestyle.
1: But yeah,
0: CC definitely way bigger than your boy.
1: So we will talk about uh, Father's Day today if you like. I heard uh, Craig asking for Father's Day stories, your favorite memories. I thought for us, maybe we could focus it in on things your dad has taught you, lessons you've been taught, good, bad, whatever it is, lessons to teach. And then also, in a way, it can become like a when you're sometimes your dad can teach you a lesson just by being your dad. Because if you're the son, you start to realize, especially at my age, you're becoming your dad in a lot of ways. Yesterday, late in the show, my eyes started messing up. And Zay's looking over here, and I I don't even know what Zay looked like because I couldn't see him. Oh, I was nervous. My my eyes will, like, it's just started happening last year or so. They'll just water up on me and get kind of stinging and watering, and then it'll go away. My dad's had that happening for years. I made fun of him for it for a few years ago. But not mm. thinking, this is going to be you. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Like, pay attention, dude. So uh, yesterday, my dad taught me, because I called him up. I told him about it. And he goes, oh, yeah, no, I've been taking these pills. You've seen me take the pills, right? So I hadn't even thought to tell you you might want to. <laughs> so I go get some of these pills, and they're over-the-counter stuff anyway. So I've taken a pill. I think I might be good today. But that kind of stuff, too. What has your dad taught you over the years, whether it's that kind of stuff watching your dad go through something and you realize, oh, I probably should pay attention to something like that. could be medical. It could be just life. So let us know what your dad has taught you. Zay, do you remember, like, a first – I'm assuming pretty much everything you know about basketball you learned from your dad. Yeah, mom had a lot to do with it, too. Okay. Mom yeah. mom was there, too. Do mm-hmm. you remember, like – do you have an early memory of CeCe teaching you something in terms of basketball, like really early, early stuff?
0: Oh. Yeah, it was kind of like he just put me in a lot of camps growing up, and Hmm. he would host a lot of camps and clinics, so I would always go to those, and what he would be teaching in the camps, I would learn, but then around fifth, sixth grade, when I started taking basketball really seriously, that's when... We started going into detail on things, and he started teaching me how to read the game. And because he knew I was slow as hell, he was like, Yo, this boy, he ain't got none of my athleticism. So I, <laughs> he ain't give me that. That's one thing he did not give me.
1: Now, did he say that to your face, or did no. he say it and you heard him like around the corner no, saying I, it?
0: No, I knew he knew. Okay. I, I knew he knew just by the type of game that he was teaching me. I was like, Hmm. And the type of film that we were watching, like, I was watching a lot of four men. A lot of power forward stuff. Uh, okay. A lot of footwork stuff, and then you know I started getting my ball handling right, and but yeah, like really just he is very detailed when it comes to the jump shot. So mm. right when I started getting the sixth grand, he was like, okay, it's time to start stop shooting two handed. We got to start forming that one handed shot. Your form, get that nice and tight. And that's what I really remember from a basketball standpoint.
1: Somebody texts us, always give a firm handshake and always be the one that initiates the handshake. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. That's probably one of the first things when it comes to discipline that <sighs> I really remember because this dude would be hovering over my shoulder and somebody would ask me, some elderly person, ask me a question, I go, Yeah. Flick in the air, like bam. Yeah. Like pow, right, right, flicking right in the air. I'm like, oh, like, oh, yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, uh-huh. ma'am. I'm like, yeah, I got me right. I got me right. Takes you a long way.
1: One of the things my dad's a big stickler for in public situations is holding doors for people. Anyone. Men, women, children, groups of people, doesn't matter. So you'll see me when I walk into a restaurant, that person could be 20 feet, drives my wife crazy. That person could be 20 feet away. I'm waiting on them. I'm waiting. Yeah. I'm waiting, I'll hold that door and they'll even give me a little yeah, job. Hey, up. appreciate you, yeah. appreciate you, no problem. Like my dad was cause my granddad taught it to my dad and my dad taught it to me. They're big on that. You always hold the door, especially for ladies, but yeah. for everybody. Somebody's got a box they're carrying. Somebody's carrying lunch. you got to notice those things, and you need to open the door for them. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah, that's a big one. That's good stuff right there. Uh, Good stuff. Stuff your dad has taught you over the years. We will take that on this Father's Day weekend as we go into it. Uh, Speaking of fathers – and basketball, Ja Morant kind of falls into that category because his dad gets a lot of love at basketball games. He shouldn't get love. He shouldn't, but he does. We will start with a Ja Morant update, and as we've talked about, we're well past the – I don't know that this was ever at a joke stage. Ever, I don't know that any of the John Morant stuff was ever jokeable, uh, but it certainly isn't now. We found out the suspension. I heard an interview the other day with Adam Silver, and he was asked directly, "Do you already know what's going to happen with John Morant, and you're just waiting for the playoff uh, for the finals to end, or are you still gathering?" And he goes, "No, we're just waiting for the finals to end." So now we know. Twenty-five games, Zay, this season. John Morant will be suspended for that reckless conduct. The second video. It's weird. It almost feels stupid to say it. The second video showing him apparently brandishing a gun in a reckless way in about a 10-week period. What was it? Something like that? Eight weeks? Ten weeks? Something like that? Yeah,
0: something like that. I think that's about right. Obviously, the therapy didn't work. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. It seems like a slap on the wrist to me. not going to lie. I would have been good with half the season because you messed up again. Like, this ain't the first time you went, talked to Adam Silver, and you are a role model. Sorry, this ain't no Charles Barkley stuff. Charles tried to avoid it. He a role model, too. John Morant, you're a role model. You have your own signature shoe. You wouldn't have gotten that if you weren't. If people didn't look up to you and want to be you. And Like I said earlier in the week or maybe last week, I don't remember when we were talking about Allen Iverson and that really good NBA TV special with him and Larry Brown. That's a person that needs to reach out to John Morant because AI, he had his own troubles Mm -hmm. back in his young days with Philly with his coach off the court. Now, with social media, it's definitely a lot different, but yeah, John Morant, you're costing your team 25 games. And uh, even though that might be a slap on the wrist for them, for the team, maybe not. And we know Dylan Brooks won't be back next year. They will get Steven Adams back. I don't know about when Brandon Clark will be back, but he was hurt and missed the playoffs. And, you know, they still got guys like Desmond Bain. Tyrus Jones is a really good backup point guard. So, you know, they might be able to come out even in 25 games, but Ja Jumping in probably around December, it's going to take him a while to get back up to speed. And we've seen in the playoffs, it really doesn't matter where you get placed. You could be an AFC and still make it to the finals. It just depends on when you get hot. So... I <laughs> I don't know. I it's, so, I think it's a slap on the wrist for job, but it could end up costing the team, and I guess that's what the NBA is looking at.
1: Because one of the things I was thinking of, I, I, I've said on you know earlier that maybe I'd go, I could go all the way to like Christmas time before I might let him play. But then with the way they do the schedule now, that's like fifty games, fifty fifty five, isn't it? Like they don't, no, not, they don't, no. they don't go truly half by Christmas. No, right. You're not quite to that, but they they do a, a they do a in it about 40, 50 games by the time you get to Christmas. I don't know if it's that much. Okay,
0: May, maybe forty. That maybe felt, forty. That
1: felt like a cutoff point for me. But obviously, this is where again it went, it went from eight to twenty five and back to. Uh, I was about right on the timing. First incident in March. Second incident in May. So that, yeah, about that much time. So eight weeks, let's say two a uh, two month. Uh, time period and 25 games now he's saying all the right things eh he's saying things like rewriting the narrative I've got to get this taken care of even referred to himself in third person I mean that's total did he now modern athlete right oh, I'm gonna show on, I'm child. gonna like I'm gonna show y'all who John ja Morant is they're okay all right there you go um so Adam Silver has tried to communicate The issue here, hopefully they figure that out moving forward. 25 I've even heard the discussion, Zay, about the second incident, I believe it is, where the gun in question might not have actually been a real gun. And I thought, (sighs) well, who cares? Why does that matter? That's not the part that matters. If I do something reckless on social media with something that looks like a gun, does it really matter if it's a gun? I mean, does it?
0: They knew that thing was real. That's why they took it down so quick. Yeah. They, they knew.
1: They at least knew the image of it was terrible. Yeah, They at least knew the idea was bad. So it is the recklessness of kind of being around that. Um, I mean, obviously that would be good news, I guess, if it ended up being a you know a fake gun and not a real gun. But still, that, to me, doesn't really dig into the, the big issue. Hopefully, John Morant can get some things figured out. I love your idea of, uh, of somebody like an Allen Iverson. I'm sure there's other examples we could give, but Allen is such a big-time name, and this documentary just came out where he is admitting all this mistake right. that he has made. He says 99.9%. You and I kept going back to that number like, did he really just say that? 99.9% he put on himself. right? So the idea of, of a guy like that being able to talk to John. Ja, because who could talk to John ja Morant better about, look, I kind of know what it's like to think it's all about me. I know what it's like to know I'm a badass. I know what it's like to know I can almost single-handedly take a team to a championship. Right. So let's sit down and talk.
0: Yeah, and we come from the same type of background. Mm -hmm. So, like, there are too many things that are synonymous with Allen Iverson and John Morant's career. And, yeah, AI he wants to do those things. Like, he wants to be that father-type, uncle-type figure for a lot of these young NBA players because he feels like – That's just his duty. Like, that's his right because a lot of guys were that for him, even if he wasn't listening. But he would also talk about when Mike, Michael Jordan would come along and, you know, put him in a chokehold and say what's up to him. That meant the world to him that, oh, man, somebody I Mm -hmm. looked up to is giving me game, giving me advice, and he used that. So, yeah, I think that's the type of thing that needs to
1: happen to John Moran because you know it ain't going to come from his pops. No, you're right. No, th- That he, crazy
0: ignit fool. He's
1: got one of those dads, and we all have this in our dads because everybody teaches their kids something positive and negative. My kid would probably tell you, I've learned what not to do because my dad does something that bugs me. My dad does something I think you should do it a different way. In Jaw's case, he needs to learn from his dad what not to do sometimes. Yeah. I, like When I was growing up, I learned from my brother not to smoke. He tried it, he got into it, got in trouble for it at school all the time teachers and coaches and what I had a coach come to me and talk about my brother trying cigarettes and all this kind of stuff. It was just that like, hmm. saw my dad get mad about it and, I, and I'm just jotting it down going "hmm I'm probably not going to try that okay yeah. so John ja Morant needs to learn that lesson of humility. Because his dad doesn't seem to have that. Somebody asked, does preseason count? No, it does not. 25 regular season games for John Morant is the punishment. Before we hit the break here, this will uh, sound familiar to Zay. Zay, as you're getting hit on the ear there by CC Collier, somebody says, yes, yes, what? That was the quote from their pops. Yo. That was Coach Carter, right? Yes, yes what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, yeah. We are, all, right. we are all sirs in this situation. Yeah, I, there were a lot of people around me always making sure that yes, sir, yes, ma'am uh, was definitely uh, definitely being spoken. So some good stuff there. What has your dad taught you over the years? We're uh, throwing that out on the Specs text line. 337-3776. So John Morant gets a suspension. Plus, in basketball, it may be the end of an era. Are the memes done? Is the crying face emoji over? Or is that going to live forever? There's been a change in the Michael Jordan situation in the league. We'll get to that. Plus, up next, they found an interesting list. People are compiling that 24 SEC schedule and they've come up with a top 10 list of SEC matchups they want to see in 2024. We'll see how it matchups, match up, matches up. I think I can get it. Matches up with the excitement that we have. That's all coming up on the horn. I feel like I should know this song. It's kind of a slow build. Yeah, there it is. I knew I knew it. But I'm out of my head when you're not around. Hall the notes? That's right. Oh, I'm so... Still upset to this day I haven't seen Hall and Oates. They canceled the show, never rescheduled it. Oh, I'd love to see them. Hall and Oates. One of the best soulful white boy voices oh, ever. Man. Ever. Daryl's the man. Love some Hall and Oates. Good stuff. Out of touch? Out of time? What's out of touch. Out of touch, yeah. Hall and Oates getting us started today. Father's Day coming up. We're asking you what your dad taught you, lessons you've learned from your dad. And it could just be those quick lessons in life, whatever it is. Someone brought up the handshake, always initiate the handshake, and always give a good, firm handshake. I think that's a good one. Uh, This one says, uh, pretty trivial, but every single time I put my car in reverse to back out of a spot, I hear my dad say, never back up farther than you have to. Funny how things stick. That's a good one. That's a good one. That is pretty good advice there when you're backing up. Uh, This has a chance to be a text of the day situation. Where did it go? There it is. Um, This says, my dad taught me these vital things. Always have a fridge in the garage for your beer so it doesn't take up room in the house. Two, always have a deep freezer in the garage for deer meat and a bag labeled fish guts. Three, always put... All of your overtime money and any additional money in the fish guts bag. Four, when you get fed up with that bee, grab some cold beer out of the fridge and the fish guts and get gone. If you follow all these, you don't need anything else. You can walk away clean and start fresh. And the texture then goes on to say, I found out later it was exactly how he left my mom when I was three. Oh, that's dark. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Man. Then, then. This ties us back to yesterday, Zay. Maybe being that level of a hole had something to do with me relieving myself on the pool table at the chicken in College Station. All uh, right, see, there you go. We've same tied guy. it. We've yeah. tied all yeah, that together.
0: Bat- traumatized, oh, tough, tr- tough childhood. Oh, my Lord.
1: Oh, my Lord. Praying for you, man. That's, yeah, no, that's a tough <laughs> one. Hey, great. Sometimes, again, the lessons aren't always positive. The lessons aren't always positive. Team rant. That's why I brought it up today. Sometimes it's about those little, uh, those little things. So uh, I'm a big fan of also the three-layered three advice. That was a little more than three. I always loved the three. I had a teacher in high school. His dad's advice when he left the house was always do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Keep your business in your pants. And if she'll do it with you, she'll do it with anybody. Oh, my God! That's how he sent him out into the world. Wow. Love All that right. stuff. Great advice there. Love that stuff. <laughs> you ever seen Teen Wolf with Michael J. Fox?
0: Bits and pieces. I The basketball scene can't do it. The,
1: the advice from Coach Finstock is my favorite moment of the movie. Tell you something, Scotty. Chewing his gum. Here's just three three rules I live by. Never get less than 12 hours of sleep, which is a bit extreme, but never get less than 12 hours of sleep. Never play cards with a guy that's got the same first name as a city. And never go near a woman that's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. You stick with that, and everything else is cream cheese. (laughs) I love stuff like that. So if your dad ever gave you those kind of things, let us know. Um, This is Somebody said, I learned from my dad, the truth does not need to get in the way of a good story. My dad's one of those guys, too. My dad loves the, it's not true, but it ought to be. He lo- Stretching the truth. Yeah, he loves to say yeah. that. All right, so um, we'll get back into some football stuff. A little basketball, a little football here. Real quick on the golf, they are firing in L.A., and Wyndham Clark is the star of today so far. He's birdied 10, 14, and 16. He's at minus nine, and those two at minus eight are still Ricky Fowler and Xander Shoffley. They tee off later on, but they both fired 62s yesterday. We'll keep up to date on all that. There's some big names up towards the top. Um, we've got this top ten list of SEC matchups coming up. Real quick, though, Zay, let's finish off the basketball conversation. I saw the story that Michael Jordan is not going to have his, major- his, I guess, a majority share anymore. Is that what it is? Right. Or no, he's given up the minority share of the Hornets. Yeah. So he'll still have a little bit of something. A little bit of something. I guess. Uh, he agrees to sell his Hornets stake for $3 billion. Mm, that's a lot of gambling money. I think I could take people making fun of me on memes if I had $3 billion. Oh, yeah, you Jordan. You're good. Wow. So are the Michael Jordan jokes over, or will they always live on?
0: they always live on. Okay.
1: Yeah, always. Not going to go away. No, why would they? I'm just asking. I He's mean, a legend. He st- can still get cracked on. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Still get busted up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, so he technically will – he says he will continue to oversee basketball ops – through the draft, well, great news. That's for, not good. Great news for Hornets That's fans. Not good at all. And, Just let it go. And the start of free agency, July first. Once the sale is complete, he will keep a minority stake. Okay, my mistake. He keeps the minority stake and maintains a presence with the franchise. But his his majority stake is what is being sold.
0: He needs to be the furthest away from that franchise as possible because since he's gotten into the game. With the Charlotte Bobcats first and now the Charlotte Hornets in twenty ten. They have never won a playoff series. Wow.
1: Zero. Is that that
0: right? Zero donuts. Not good. I mean, come on. You're the greatest of all time. You should be able to figure out some talent. You played around it, I don't understand. You played in one of the greatest eras of basketball. You should know talent. It makes no sense. How can you keep making bad
1: decisions? Like, I think as much as people like to make fun of John Elway in the front office at Denver, I think they've won playoff games with him. Yes! He brought in Peyton. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, Wow, that's a bad number. I didn't realize it was no playoff series wins at all. No, nah, I mean not that I could have thought of it. Seen, uh, yeah, but or even when they got close. But uh, that story out there in basketball today, MJ's majority stake being sold three billion dollars. By the way, I just watched Air, the movie with Matt Damon. Did and, you know? Yeah, and Ben Affleck. It was, it was a good, a sexy, sunny for Carl. It was a good movie. Those two guys cast as those two guys made <laughs> no sense, but they did a great job. I mean, they they at least made me believe it enough. And when they flash up those numbers at the end of the movie about the amount of money they believe Michael Jordan ended up making from the deals that they struck with Nike early on. Oh my
0: God. It's crazy, man. It's Just incredible.
1: Uh, So shout out to Michael. Uh, Hope MJ uh, enjoys that. And as uh, Zay, as you referenced, as we were getting ready for the show, hopefully he doesn't blow all of the 3 billion, like on a golf course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he's going to blow it. He's going to blow it. He has enough. You saw those numbers about the shoes and stuff.
1: He's fine.
0: He could take this and they could all be gambling money.
1: So here's a question I'd love to ask Michael Jordan. I'm sure somebody's thought this up to ask him, <clears throat> but I've never heard the answer. What do you think Michael Jordan, what's the putt that would make him nervous? What's the amount? How much would Michael Jordan have to be putting for to make him nervous? I'd probably say six figures. You think 100000 makes him nervous? Yeah, Okay. Just a little bit. All right. I don't know. I I, I mean,
0: then again, he's like the most cold-blooded clutch dude ever. So does he really get nervous in the heat of competition?
1: Okay, not you and me nervous. Sorry. Not me nervous. You probably get nervous a little differently. I get nervous, yeah. You're a little more of a high-level athlete than I am. So I'll put me in a separate category. But I understand when, like, Michael or back in the day Kobe get, quote, nervous. It's different than if I do. But I'm saying whatever he would define as nervous. Like, I'm assuming if Michael Jordan had a putt for a billion dollars, it would make him nervous. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. So then come down to what's that number, Mike? What's that first number that would make you go, whew, if you took me out on a golf course right now and and we had a putt for a dollar, I think I'd get nervous. (laughs) Come on, man. All right. So that story out there in basketball, John Morant suspended 25 games. Hopefully he has learned his lesson at this point. Also this week we had the uh, the great schedule reveal from the SEC Network 2024 SEC football opponents are out there. And, Zay, people are already grabbing, the, uh, grabbing these games, trying to figure out which ones they want to see the most. So this list, I think, is going to remind us that when people talk about what their eyeballs want to see, a lot of times the Texas Longhorns is the answer to what they want to see.
0: Yeah, that's right. On3Sports put out of the top ten. SEC matchups for 2024, and let's start at 10 with Florida when they come to Texas.
1: Mm -hmm, Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense there. just We talked about the uniforms there. That's going to be some fly colors on that field at DKR. Yeah, big bright colors, uh,
1: the burnt orange and that bright orange on the other side, gators on one helmet, the longhorn on the other. Yeah, that's badass. All right, number nine, LSU at A&M. Oh, interesting. I know. I don't know if I would have put that on a top 10 list. I know. We've, uh, we've already seen that so much. Why is that a big deal top 10?
0: I don't know. We'll go through the list and see okay. if we're missing anything. But you
1: can't just pick Texas and OU games. I, I get
0: right. it. I get it. Okay. Number eight, Texas and Arkansas. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: No doubt. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. Dude, there's not. I'm very nervous. Take With all due respect to the cocktail party and I'd say and even the Red River shootout this year, even maybe Texas, Texas A&M. I don't think there's going to be any game where the home crowd is more fired up than yeah. that one.
0: It's going to be nasty. It's yeah. going to be nasty. And the last time <sighs> the Horns were there, it was embarrassing. Me and Bucky Cobble, when yep. I was filling in for E. Hogan this morning talked about it, that was flat-out embarrassing when Hudson Card got benched and those guys got rolled up in Fayetteville. So Steve Sarkeesian remembers that in his first year, going 5-7. and seven, And, yeah, that's a revenge game. No for doubt. Sure. Number seven, Alabama. And Norman at Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah, just legends, man. Just legendary stuff. Um, I don't know when the last time Bama played Oklahoma. I certainly don't remember it last time in regular season. But that's special for the folks in Oklahoma. A great introduction to, okay, this is the kind of opponent that we, on one hand this is what you signed up for like we've been saying but it's yeah. also just like oh man this is so badass that these people are coming to our place we get to show them our traditions our atmosphere all that kind of stuff
0: did Bama beat one of those Baker Mayfield teams I feel like they mm-hmm. did but the big part of me is like maybe not well
1: now Baker and that group lost the semi to Georgia okay I don't remember a matchup with Bama okay. I'll just top of my head right. I don't remember right. okay yeah.
0: let's move on number six Oklahoma LSU. At
1: LSU, that's a good one. That's a good one too, man. Oklahoma going uh, and they go to both Tigers. They go to that. They go to Death Valley and they go to Auburn as well. But obviously LSU is special. Hopefully, Zay, we get to see that as a night game. Holy hell! Yo. OU and LSU, the crimson and cream helmet on one side, that big bright ass beautiful yellow helmet on the other side. Oh, let's go! Yeah, I'm ready. That's I'm ready. good stuff. Number five, Alabama and LSU. Yeah. Oh, you got to have that one every year. I, yeah, that's that's classic. I might even slot that one up one or two because that one's always great. But that that needs to be top five. Yep. Yeah. Number four, Tennessee
0: at Oklahoma. I don't know about this one.
1: Tennessee at OU. That's a weird okay. one for it to be number four. Wow. Alabama and Tennessee are going to Norman. Yeah. Well, Oklahoma fans are getting a good show this year. They are, huh? Don't know if they're going to win those shows, but they're going to get them. This is not the year to – I mean, there's been years you'd want to play Tennessee lately, and now they're starting to obviously turn into something else. And they like that quarterback coming in that's replacing
0: Hooker. They like him a lot. He can sling it. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens this season. Who's
1: the Tennessee head coach again? (laughs) See, that's why. That game is interesting. Always think about the little storylines, right? right? Hypo going to Oklahoma, yeah. Hypo going true. back to Norman, yeah. That's good. He's the quarterback of their national championship team most recently, yeah. That's that. That's I have not think about that. That's, that's going to add. Good. That adds an ingredient, right? Yeah. Number three, Georgia at Texas, yeah. Oh, don't, no oh, doubt.
0: Man. Yeah, that's that's easy.
1: Once again, big branding, just like Bama and Oklahoma. Seeing those two helmets together, it's just it's so rare. It's so awesome. It feels special when they're together, right? Number two, Georgia, Alabama. Mm hmm. Yeah. Hey, regular season? You mean they can play in the regular season? Right? Who would have thought? I thought the SEC had some bylaw against that. No, it can only be five times in 20 years. You can't run now. With
0: Texas and Oklahoma coming, you can't run from nobody. You're going to get the games that you were trying to avoid before. It's going to happen. Sorry. This is what it is.
1: Yeah, I thank the SEC for getting Texas and Texas A&M together, but I'm going to keep thanking Texas and OU for getting this schedule thing fixed. Right. Yeah.
0: And number one, you already know, Texas, Kyle Field, College Station. Wow. At Texas A&M.
1: Number one? Number one. Number one one. Number one. Dude, I'm really excited to hear that. That's number one for me, clearly. But I wouldn't have thought a national perspective – this is on three, you said, doing this, yes. right? I would not have assumed that a national perspective would feel that way. Like, I think it's neat that it's back, but I would have assumed Georgia-Bama, Georgia-Texas, even Florida-Texas would have been above that game. I'm glad to hear it, and I hope that these two teams can start to, to maybe finally show the country that that can be a badass rivalry that matters, right. that means something, that sends a team to a really important game because there have been years where the battle was just between those two and then whoever wins it, yeah, you get something, but you don't get the ultimate something out of that game. Hopefully that can change. Yeah, just the hype and the buildup is something special. we never
0: seen any schools have this type of gap of not playing each other and hate one another this much. It yeah. just never happened. So I get it. I would say the matchup that isn't on this list that should be like Texas, Oklahoma. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I, being at that game last year, I get it. Probably national media looking at that game like, oh, it was 49-0 last year. Ain't no way, but Cotton Bowl at first Cotton Bowl in the SEC. That's going to be special.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I understand why it's not on the top ten. There's two big reasons why, and it's kind of your fault on one of them. Forty-nine, nothing. Yeah, and it ain't your fault on the other one. OU's just kind of—they're eh, all right right now, but that doesn't feel—it doesn't quite feel the same. So I get why. So just because
0: Oklahoma's going to LSU, and we never really seen that matchup, you know? Correct. In the
1: regular season game in this Death Valley. That should be six. Oklahoma. Oklahoma's only interesting in that season right now because of the novelty. Because of the novelty in the SEC. Them playing Texas every year is not a novelty. Hell,
0: i take y'all out at nine. LSU and AM? Come on. Over the cotton
1: bowl. I could live with that. Come on now. Yeah, no, if you're gonna if, you're, show gonna, now? if you're gonna put it in there, I'd maybe put that in on the kind of the back side of things. i here's what I wonder with maybe with LSU and AM. Are they just going back to the idea of you know just continuing the you know Jimbo Brian Kelly the fact that A and M beat them last year unexpectedly LSU wanting a little revenge and off this of is that twenty twenty
0: four though I don't like know. you know oh you're
1: right I'm sorry I, mean, I know well, it's so make, easy to get caught yeah, up you're right,
0: you're right. but yeah, that's what I'm saying it's just I whatever I, I, it's the pride in me no, that's coming you. out I got like you. come it, on now but that's Texas fans if you know this we want to talk about who has the toughest schedule in the SEC, Texas is the only school that's on this list four times. Okay. Out of all ten games that On3 put out, Texas is on the list four times with Florida-Texas at ten, Texas-Arkansas at eight, Georgia at Texas at three, and then Texas at Texas A&M number one.
1: And I think the lesson there, it's not just if you broke all those down, it doesn't necessarily – it doesn't say Texas is in four of the ten ten toughest games. It's they're in four of the ten shows you want to see. Yeah. That's the difference. And I would argue with you, if that's the discussion, Texas OU does need to be in there. Because that is such a show every year. I've heard SEC fans already saying things like, hey, you know, if there was a game I could go I, I, I to, I probably should check that Longhorns and Sooners thing out. Yeah, the experience. And I'm thinking, yes, you should. I've told fans that over the years, told a Bama fan that. In College Station, they were asking me about different games in the in this area and I said, have you ever been to Texas OU? And he goes, no, nah, I hear it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, it is. You'd like it. Yeah. You need to go. And I said, imagine you guys in Auburn getting in one stadium and splitting the seats. And he just kind of looked at me, kind of smiled. It's like, yeah, man. Uh, that's, uh, that's kind of interesting. So a lot of folks looking forward to Longhorns and Aggies getting back together. Coming up at 105, speaking of Longhorns and Aggies, how about the Mount Rushmore of each? We're going Mount Rushmore of a football. We're going to lead the coaches out of it. So we can make room for at least one or two more players, depending on how schools will be. So today, for Texas Longhorn fans... You go two Heisman winners for sure, and then you got two other spots. We'll talk about where those other spots might be. Aggie fans, you're putting your two Heisman winners in for sure, and then what do you do? We'll talk about that at 105. Up next in the crap bag, let's talk about that Kansas City Chiefs ring because it does something no other Super Bowl ring has ever done. Plus, cyclists disqualified in Italy for going Marty McFly. Now that's a story.
0: Chad and Zay. I had a job, I had a girl.
1: I had a girl. I had a girl. I had I got laid off. I love a girl. I love a girl. Oh, a very polarizing voice for some, but there's only one, Bruce Springsteen. That's got to be the boss, right? Yep. It is. What's the song called? Downbound train. Downbound train. Bruce Springsteen. If you're into Bruce, there you go. The Boss and Hall and & Oats getting us started today. Springsteen, yes or no? Yeah. Yeah? Oh yeah. I dig some Springsteen stuff as well. Uh he's he's kind of like Bob Dylan to me because There's a poetry to some of it. The voice is really unique. And there are people that hate those guys. And then there are people that will fight you to the end of their lives for those guys. Bruce became known for three and four hour shows. Wow. That was like his thing. He would just keep going and going and going, and the crowd didn't care. They wanted him to – it's amazing. Bruce Springsteen on this Friday, getting into Father's Day weekend. We're asking you for the lessons your dad taught you. I guess it could be somebody else's dad that would have taught you the lesson. Uh, Somebody texted us. My dad said, always stand up and look a man in his eyes when you shake his hand. Uh, My dad always said two things. Always have a quarter tank of gas in your car for emergencies. And financially, if it's hard on paper, it's impossible in real life. So don't do it. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Let us know uh, if you have any of those. 337-3776. The Specs text line. Coming up, we'll talk Mount Rushmore for Texas and Texas A&M. We're going to start doing this for a lot of different teams, teams that are on this different schedules, just getting you ready for football season. Uh, we're going to call it the mountain of the day. We'll just pick one team a day normally, but today we thought we'd go Longhorns and Aggies. And it is a little bit tough on a couple choices, but what we're going to do is lead the coaches out of it. So if you believe deep down that, well, you'd have to put Daryl Royal in there for Texas. Well, Bear Bryant coached the Aggies at one point. Wouldn't you have to put it? Or whatever you'd want to do it. Leave the coaches out. That'll give us another slot. We're going just players. Texas and Texas A&M football. Mount Rushmore is coming up at 105. Right now, let's get into a little crap bag here, and uh, we'll start with uh, the bling. Chad's Crap Bag. Crap
0: bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think of a bag of crap.
1: Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. If you've listened to me for a while, it won't shock you that the crap bag loves Super Bowl rings. Oh, my God, I love stuff like this. Championship rings fascinate me, and especially when they keep adding ideas. They keep coming up with different ways to have a championship ring. So, Zay, the Chiefs had a ceremony last night where they all get together, and they eat dinner, and they wear ties, and they... All get their rings. So this ring, and I've tweeted it out. You can go see all the little details at C Hastings one zero four nine. Remember, Zay is at Ain't That Underscore Zay. They've got all kinds of little things. This many diamonds here for division championships, you know, all time, and this many of this, this many of that. It's incredible stuff. All together, six hundred and thirteen diamonds, thirty five rubies, and a sixteen point one carat weight total for this. Uh, it also has the removable top. This has become a big thing now. The first removable top I think might have been, was it Brady and the Bucks or was it a Warriors team? One of those two did the removable top first, and then everybody started rolling with it. So you can remove the top of this ring. It's got Arrowhead Stadium on the inside. And how about this for a detail, Zay? Inside the ring, they have either one, two, or three Lombardi trophies inside of it depending on how long you've been with the franchise that's cool so for the front off there might be i guess a couple front office people and obviously members right. of the hunt family and stuff that might have actually been there for all of them uh, all three of their titles that's very cool but how about this this is the first super bowl ring or any kind of championship ring i've heard of that is a transformer in this way you can take the top off and turn it into a pendant wow That's well done, jeweler. (laughs) I don't know who thought of that. It's got this weird little hinge thing. It you know turns up, and then I guess you take your chain and put it on there. But, Zay, here's where I'm cautioning everybody that's getting one of these rings. It's already expensive enough. It's something they probably don't wear a lot anyway. You want to put it in a safe? You want to keep it somewhere? Zay, what happens if the wife, if the girlfriend, if the whatever friend, your aunt, your brother, your cousin, somebody in your family decides they want to borrow it as a pendant, I just feel like that could get lost, could get ripped off your neck a little easier than it can get ripped off your hand. Just be careful. But I love the idea. I love the idea that the Super Bowl ring can become a pendant. Oh, yeah, Yeah, the rings are just getting flashier and flashier
0: each year, and – Yeah, you know, I like how they have Arrowhead in there because, yeah, we talk about Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, which we should. They're all great in their own right. But Arrowhead Stadium is a huge advantage in the NFL. Yep. That place gets rocking. And if you look at a lot of these teams that have won in different professions, their home stadium or home arena, they're also – big advantages. Look at what the Nuggets just did with the altitude. You can't tell me mm-hmm. that wasn't an advantage this year. And again, just mention Arrowhead back when the Warriors went in all the time. They were back at Oracle Arena up in Oakland which was a big time when it came to just how loud it got and how crazy it got in there. Now they're at the Chase Center and they won it last year. But, yeah, I I like how they put Arrowhead in there because that's a huge part into the Kansas City Chiefs' success.
1: A lot of cool details. Also, I would remind you of this. If you've never been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame but you love Super Bowl rings, go because they've got them all. They have an example of every ring in a case where you can physically see the change and the evolution. And when I was there, it was, we were just after like Super Bowl 34. So there's a ton that I still haven't seen. I got to go back. I got to plan a trip. Uh, I literally would plan a trip to go back to the Pro Football Hall of Fame just to see those rings. Oh, it's a cool place. It's so interesting. I've never been,
0: but. Seems like a very cool place.
1: And they've upgraded a lot of things there, so I do need to go back for that. All right, one other quick crap bag story because it just feels like it needs a crap bag treatment is this cycling story in Italy. They had a big cycling race in Italy, and they kicked over 30 riders. 31 cyclists were disqualified for essentially going Marty McFly. They were caught on camera hanging on to team cars and motorbikes, Zay, to get up a famous hill. Whatever it takes to win the game. Are you kidding me? Whatever it takes. They also say um, the race excluded 24 riders Wednesday night after reviewing videos taken by fans. Fans got them. Wow. And then they did seven more the next morning. My favorite quote is from a the Federation the Cycling Federation president quote, "What we saw was really offensive to those who correctly interpret this sport." <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> That's so good. I mean, hey.
1: Come on, man. So using cars and stuff? You grab it onto the – so that means – think about 31 guys got thrown out. That means one of them obviously physically has to grab the car, but that means, Zay, you got to be – if you're the guy riding next to him, what do you do? Just reach over and you just grab the seat? You reach over and you grab a shoulder? You reach out because not everybody can actually physically touch the car.
0: Yeah, because somebody goes down. It could be a domino effect. It that could. That could
1: get real ugly. Wow. So you can hook a Peloton onto a car and let them drag you up that hill, and they thought people weren't going to notice that? Come on, guys. What are we doing? That's a whole nother look. Somewhere today, not that I am defending this man and what he did back in the day, but somewhere today, Lance Armstrong is probably thinking, well, I mean – I I was still doing the work. Yeah, Y'all understand that, right? I never grabbed a hold of a pickup and let it pull me up the Alps. I did all that myself. We can talk about how I was able to, but I didn't use a car. Yo,
0: man, Lance only had one of them things down there. Let him do PDs. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares, man? He was already at a disadvantage, so come on now.
1: But do you think they should be able to use the cars? Is that good? Do we go that far? I mean, come on.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I look at it as, in wrestling, a hardcore match.
1: That's how it looks. Just a prop. Well, okay, that would be acceptable, but everybody needs to know that at the start. <laughs> the key thing is, when you start that match with Mick Foley, you know the thumbtacks could be involved. These other cyclists didn't know the thumbtacks could be in there. Go on, mean, man. Well,
0: 31 people are doing it. Who Who won? You, you, does, it see, does it say who won? I have no idea who okay. won.
1: Okay. No, I don't. Okay. I didn't care enough to find that out. Well... Oh, my God. This is so At good. At least they have morals. Unbelievable. Uh, oh, I'm sorry if you want to know. Yes, here it is. Belgian cyclist Tilge Decker. Yeah, great the, guy. Won the race. Classy Let's, guy. We go Tilge.
0: Yeah, yeah he's a classy guy. You're the man, right Tilge.
1: You're legit, Tilge. They're going to find out later. Tilge Tilge, like jumped on top of an 18-wheeler and got let him tow the bike the rest of the way. All right, there's your crap bag for today. Up next... 105, we'll start your 1 o'clock hour with the mountains of the day. Mount Rushmore, Texas, and Texas A&M football. What do you do? Who do you put in those last couple of slots? We'll talk about it on the horn.